Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being with us here today. I am Marcy Newman, your Heart Shift Coach, and you are listening to Heart Shift Radio. And I'm so, I mean, really, truly excited for you to be here. I have a guest here today who is a repeat guest. And I have to say, since that time, um, I think actually it was maybe last fall that he was first on the show. But there has been this incredible connection that has been developing. And so when we came in contact with each other again, I was absolutely thrilled that he agreed to be here. So I want to tell you a little bit about him um, and then introduce you to him once again, officially. And we have so much to talk about today. So get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and um, spend this time with us. All right, here we go. My guest today is Peter Anthony. And Peter um, is a producer. He's a paranormal expert and a contributing writer for several spiritual magazines across the country. He's also the author of Keymaster, um, which is an incredible book, and we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But he's also a numerology life coach. In the early days of Peter's career, he began um, as a special effects makeup artist and had just an incredible experience being called to television and found himself, really, I mean, amongst the hybrids, right? So he was um, working right alongside with Dan Rather, Diane Sawyer, Leslie Stull, Bob Shiver, and his quick rise to working with the who's who's in the entertainment business as a freelance image consultant. But it all changed in the blink of an eye. And in 1987, the after effects of a near-death experience presented an inexplicable gift of mathematical codes, such as 3-3, series of zeros followed by a series of ones, 0-1, And this played out as a life-changing event, as if the near-death experience wasn't enough. Peter lost his artistic talents. They vanished, but they were replaced with an extraordinary paranormal ability, as well as the mathematical knowledge that he suddenly found himself having. And I do have to say, Peter, I'm a little bit jealous there because... I kind of wish I had it when, you know, I'm balancing my checkbook and nothing's making sense to me. <laughs> so, but anyway, what, what happened with this is that um, Peter's gifts started to really bring him a whole new notoriety. And in 1995, his NDE or post-NDE abilities landed him on Fox's hit TV paranormal show, Sightings. P. 
Peter started to travel extensively then throughout America, working alongside a team of paranormal and forensic experts, now as a psychic detective. This in itself, I mean, if you could imagine reading Peter's bio, it would be riveting from the very beginning to God knows how it's going to end. I mean, it's incredible to just read through all of these things. But anyway, fast forward, I want you to know that he is lecturing now across America. And he is such an incredibly powerful speaker, particularly for this area of research in NDEs. By the way, I just want to remind you, an NDE is a near-death experience. And one of the things, as happened with Peter, that is so extraordinary, is that the psychic abilities are often enhanced after such an experience. But Peter's book, Key Master, um, that was inspired by his own NDE, is now under development for a film. And whether it's clear to us or not, and I think it's pretty clear, as I said, if you were just reading about Peter's life from beginning to where it is now, that there is an indisputable order to our universe. And Peter is here to talk about that. He's here to talk about, from a place of very deep wisdom, talk about what's happening now, right here, right now, and what this has to do with this universal order that seems to have some incredible tricks of orchestration up its sleeve. And so, Peter, I want to welcome you again. And then I just have to repeat that I'm so excited to have you here. I've been looking so forward to this conversation. I want our listeners to know that we're going to go deep. It's what we're here for. And um, I'm going to invite you to invite your own heart to come forward. Okay, so hello, Peter. Hello. <laughs> and wow, I mean, what a great intro. I, you know, I, I think I think the show should be over now. <laughs> okay, listening audience, listen, I, I'm thrilled to be here. Um, Marcy and I met, um, I think, on the radio, I think, uh, about a year ago, I believe it was, maybe less than. And it was one of those moments where, and we've all been there, where you meet someone and it just happened. I mm -hmm. mean, it just connected. And it was like five, four, three, two, one, you know, brother and sister say hello. We've been off on vacation. We can't wait <laughs> to share our stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, all right. So many things to talk about. First of all, um, do you want to talk about your NDE or are you feeling like you really want to put your focus on what has unfolded since that time? Well, I mean, the result of what's unfolding uh, currently, 
is and was the result of my near-death experience. And I'll just – so many people who've, who have studied near-death experiences have heard of, um, that we have had near-death experiences. You know, it's the white light. It's the life review. The, you know, I don't want to spend, you know, great time with you going over mm-hmm. details that so many know about. But the result of that afforded me the opportunity to, number one, I mean, as you said, balancing your checkbook. I couldn't balance my checkbook. I just assumed whatever <laughs> the bank put in the – it was on the bank. That- <laughs> Gotta be right. <laughs> They're absolutely right. So, um, so I had absolutely no math skills whatsoever, other than just you know basic math, you know, adding and subtracting. So for me to be awakened uh, during my near-death experience uh, with these triple codes, I call them the angel codes: the two, 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 the three, 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 and you know the seven, 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 nine, 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 plus the zeros. You guys, now listen to this, especially the zeros. We are not really paying much attention when we're driving down the road. For those of us who are seeing the triple codes, we're really not paying attention to the, to the triple zeros because these are for us who are awakened and for us that are really doing what I call life's spiritual work on this planet. The zero zero zeros are all around us. I mean, here's a good example. At 3.30 in the afternoon, I was taking my car into the Toyota dealership. And I looked at the clock. It was 3.33. And as I looked up, at the, as I was turning in to go into the, into the dealership, the, uh, the customer service dealership, to have my car worked on, I looked up and there was a sign, zero 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 financing, Toyota, blah, blah, blah. And these big, huge zeros just staring at me. And I thought, oh my God, it's 333 and I'm looking at 000. We are not even seeing the zeros because I'm going to ask all of you, you know, stop looking at your phones and start looking up Mm. and start looking around because, and I'm going to say this, it's almost as though we become digitally perverted. We are more addicted to our phones. Um, then life's awakenings. And so for me, as, as gifted as I am in numerology and astrology, every day I'm finding moments of being awakened by these, by these triple codes and also by the zeros. And at this moment, what I am doing, and maybe some of you, you know, can relate to this, but as soon as I'm seeing these codes, I stop what I'm thinking and I immediately say, okay, thy will be done. And oh, may powerful. I... Yeah, may I be of service to the planet, whatever it is, and whatever message you are trying to get through, I'm open and willing to listen. And then at that moment, I pulled over and just sat there in the car, took a deep breath, and it has been amazing. So I say to all your listening audience, pay attention because it's not only just the numbers, but you know, I'm followed by a hawk, a hummingbird, uh, the other day, a coyote. When you see a coyote, it means, you know, uh, lighten up and welcome life and and go have fun. But also the coyote represents be pay close attention to the tricksters in your life. Oftentimes this relates to relationships, bosses, friendships, coworkers, even neighbors. So if you feel there is something going on that are that is not completely truthful in your life, pay attention and ask Universe God at Cinematic to show me the truth. Because this awakening that we're in right now, 2018 when you do the numerology, two and zeros plus two, right? Right. And add the uh, the uh, the one and eight, you know, which is nine. Nine and two is eleven. Eleven in numerology is the spiritual awakening process. Yes. We are in now. 
This spiritual awakening is happening now, and there is no more time. I mean, this particular time in our history, if you look at where the planet, just the whole political landscape, and you look at the environmental landscape, and you look at the, the you know, the leadership landscape or the lack of, we are asked to pay attention and to awaken and, and to awaken ourselves and to awaken our spirits and to also – we are the spiritual soldiers of this planet. We are the, the ambassadors of truth. You know What I'm finding, Marcy, is I'm traveling around the country, and I have gone through at least 22 cities more to come, uh, and this has been a two-and-a-half-year process. But I'm finding that so many people in the spiritual world really are coming to me, number one, what these code – you know what do they mean, and two – Everyone, we kind of had a shock at this election, and I don't think many of us have recovered. And it's not so much who's in charge, but as much as the 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 the, the circumstances around it that have becoming have becoming so. Um, uh, basically, I mean, it's 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 a it's a double edge of truth and or where are we really? And so I think for all of us, we need some answers, mm. and that's what I'm finding. Where what where do we go from here? What's important right now? That's a really good question. Um, but what I'm also hearing is that um, when you stop and ask the question, you're going to get some answers. And, yeah. I, and I think that that's really so important with the message that you're delivering right now. So let me ask a question. Were you always this present in yourself? <laughs> I can tell you this. Um, I went kicking and screaming. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, we, as we usually do. <laughs> well, I mean, it didn't make sense. You know, backtrack here. You know, before the event, I was agnostic. I, you know, I was born and raised Catholic. I had life circumstances that, that basically dealt me a, what I call a family blow. I lost pretty much everyone in my family all in one year's time or a little longer than that. So it kind of tested my faith in terms of Catholicism. And I went from one extreme, to, you know, thinking, you know what, this this Jesus and God and 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 uh, all these, you know, uh, you know, the the commandments. I mean, I really went from one extreme to the other, not believing in anything. You live, you die, you you make money, you get a family, you you get a dog, and you put up a fence, and that's called life. And um, and then of course my near death experience showed me a whole another side. And I think for me, it awakened me. And I'll say this, seven years it took me to process this near-death experience. There weren't, I mean, the doctors and the psychiatrists and the men and women of cloth, no, 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 no. And I listened to the experts for seven years. But what I did was smart. Uh, I, I knew in my heart what I experienced on the other side. I knew the life review was pretty, pretty incredible. Whether it was drug-induced or whether it was just my brain functioning and doing some weird stuff, whatever it was, you know, keep an open mind to this sure. for those who believe in near-death experiences. Whatever happened to me was a truth awakening for me. And so when I came back and, as I said, I tried for seven years to listen to all the, the experts giving their advice on what happened to me. And you have to understand, I lost my vision. I was 89 pounds. Oh, my uh, God. I, I, I could not walk, and the doctors could not help me out. I had a perforated viscous, and an intestinal tract burst inside and or, or was ruptured, and uh, that was part of the result of my near-death experience. And when I came back, uh, learning how to walk again and obviously lost my vision due to all the medical mishaps, 
um, you know, when I could see, I read. Uh, I began to meditate. I began to believe in a higher power because obviously I had my conversation with God on the other side with the life review. And my life changed. I stopped listening to the experts and started listening to my inner truth. And that's what changed my world. So do you think that we need that drastic of an experience to bring us to a place of awakening? No. You know, here are two things. We either learn by conflict, sadness, if you want to put in parentheses, you know, heartbreak, marriage falling apart, career choices, bad bosses, or we learn by happiness. So I'd much rather learn by happiness, and that's what <laughs> I learned to do because we set ourselves up constantly for all these broken relationships and we set ourselves up for bad bosses and and friendships or or even coworkers that don't support us. And so for me, I had to change my entire world and start looking for kindred connections. So I say to your listening audience, if you're in a bad relationship, you can't change that person, but what you can change is the outcome of that relationship and seek out. You know, I can't tell you how many bosses I have that I looked at their faces and going, "Oh dear." God, <laughs> you know, but, and so I put out to the universe, send me a good boss. And you know who that good boss was? Me. Of course. <clears throat> so that changed my career life. And then I began to apply these principles of what I saw on the other side. And I ask all of you, keep an open mind, you know, take what applies in this conversation to, today and dismiss what doesn't. If it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense, sure. you know, flowers bloom at different times. So I ask you, allow that, that seed to grow at another time if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so, I, I usually ask people just to feel it with their hearts. And yeah. if it feels right for you now, great. And if it doesn't, it's okay. Yeah. What I've learned through all this and, you know, not, you know, what I learned from the experience that we are the ambassadors here of this planet. We are the great hope for this better world. And, you know, I'll say this, you know, and I say this to all the religious people out there and the Christians, myself included, you know, it does not say in the Bible, blessed are, you know, it says in the blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. It does not say, and please pay attention, blessed are the pharmaceutical companies, Congress, Wall Street, the oil companies, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, for they shall inherit the earth. It seems that way, but I think it's time for all of us to come together and stop looking for the leadership that's lacking and start looking for the leadership within. How can we at this moment change our lives? <coughs> if we are changing within, we have the effect of changing those closest to us if we are kindredly connected. So how does one get started then? I mean, because uh, the tendency, of course, is to experience life and all of its ups and downs, right? Getting pulled apart in many different directions and constant bombardment as we're having now with um, energies that are leading us more outside of ourselves rather than inside of ourselves. What's your advice to people who have a sense that something is really wrong here, but they don't know how to get back in. Well, here's what I learned. And again, I can only speak for myself. And so hopefully when I say these words, I think it will make sense. But I work out. I have ever since from the from the moment I'm before the near-death experience, and obviously it, it took many years for me to get healthy again. And I think I mentioned I stayed at 89 pounds for quite some time, so it was I was rather frail. But like anything, when we've been injured on a spiritual level um, or physical level, for that matter, we have to recover. Mm -hmm. We have to heal. And so I kind of approached 
my new life as, okay, so you apply the principles of working out and you find yourself a trainer or a consciousness trainer, if you will, that allows you to rebuild. And so for me, because no one was listening to me and no one really cared about my near-death experience, in fact, I was forbidden to talk about it by my friends that were around me at the time, I began to do some research within. I started reading my everything I get my hands on that made sense to me. Um, it's uh, you know uh, out on a limb by Sheldon McLean back in the '80s made sense to me. Uh, many lives, many masters. You can heal your life. What I'm saying to the listening audience, you, we all need to do inner homework, and that's where it begins. And so for me, like so many other people on this planet, we begin to search. We search for answers. And each one of us will have our own answer. We'll have our own unfoldment. We'll have our own awakening. Uh, And so for me, it was books. Seven years of just reading, reading, reading until I found something that said, aha, this makes sense to me. And I was a great follower of Greg uh, Greg Braden in the the late 90s and 2000, the early 2000s. His books made sense to me. So I say to your audience, and for those who know little of me, my book, Keymaster, goes into so many details of how we start at the worst part of our life and how we resurrect. And I think when we're all in conflict, the most important thing that we can do is, number one, don't flee from the conflict and don't fear it, but, okay, walk through it. Walk through the conflict because within conflict, if we're spiritually awakened, you know, I call it the waters of chaos. When there's waters of chaos, storms and rain and hurricanes and tornadoes, whatever, whenever it heals, there's always a new pasture. And so I look at it as though what's important right now, walk through the waters of conflicts because in this Uranus transit that we're under right now as we speak, it's about – Whenever there is conflict, there is a miracle. So search out your miracle. Find people that support you. Read books or write information. God, good knows. There's Google. Search things that make sense to your aha. And for me, that was the beginning. And as I read and read and reread and read and read, it just started making sense. So the experts who said no, no, no to me, all of a sudden I was reading other experts who had experienced what I had experienced, and their truth aligned with my truth. And that's how I did it. What great advice. I mean, really, because you brought in so many actual aspects of inner power. And number one being choice. You get to choose, right? You can choose how you're going to feed this spiritual need of yours. But also, I love that you brought up um, our need to search for the miracles and to accept that in every single conflict. There's going to be one if you will put your attention there and focus on finding it. That's power. That's real power. Because rather than being pulled under by that undertow, you are you're rising. You're you're floating right to the top and then you can find you can swim. So, I want to thank you. Those are two really excellent points. One of the questions that came up in my mind as you were speaking was, I wondered, like, how much of this has been the result of the unfolding, but also, did you experience anything in your NDE, in the experience itself, that you saw, you heard, you understood, that has sort of been the catalyst now for this new becoming that you're experiencing? 
loaded question. I'll break it down. Uh, you know, there are so many th- things that happen in, during a life review, and um, we could spend hours and hours and days and weeks talking about the life review because each one of us, you know, when we think of zero to 60 and having our own life review, every moment is recorded. Everything you do, people that you forget about, you had conversations with, you know, people that you forgot about that you grew up with, that is in your life review. You know, the, the little things are the big things. The big things are the small things. Um, and But for me, I'm going to circle to one of my life reviews was witnessing the bullying of a, of a handicapped boy. And I was on my way to, to class, and I won't go into too much because we have so much to cover, but I heard my thoughts. You know, back when I was going to school, we didn't have special schools for the specially challenged. And so they were all thrown in with us, if you will. And so I watched this, this, my life review of me passing by, and I watched this mentally challenged boy being picked on by my buddies from the football team, and I did nothing. And so what I saw on the other side was what it taught me is when we are seeing any kind of abrasive behavior, bullying, or, or uh, people taking advantage of animals, women, children. Um, it brought me to current circumstances I'm traveling around this country. I look at where we are on the political landscape, and where it goes back to me as it being awakened on the other side is, if we are seeing something here, what are we doing in our consciousness? Are we allowing it? Are we turning the other cheek? We are facing a time in history where the 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 not so good is is being accepted yeah and from the highest level to the lowest level and i am seeing at the airports and at the grocery stores and at home depot and just the outbreak of anger for little things that really right. don't matter in other words what i'm saying it's as though we've been given permission to be angry yeah. And 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 so I say to all of you who are listening, what I learned on the other side, everything we do affects someone. And so if we are sitting back like I did and did nothing, then for me coming back, when I see someone, a child or a dog or a cat or, or, or a woman being abused by anyone, it is my responsibility as a spiritually in tune person to step in and to make a difference and no longer allow. So my pulpit this year is let's take a look at where behavior is. Let's look at the truth of what's really happening. And if and if we are just turning the other cheek, then we are just as much contributing to the, sh- the negative shift of this consciousness where you and I should be making the shift of awakening to this consciousness that that doesn't serve purpose. So for me on that other side, it was about I saw people, I saw pharmaceutical companies i saw our judiciary system i saw uh you know supreme court i i saw war and how much anger we had as a collective consciousness but you know what i also saw i saw that the teachers and the policemen and the housewives and the children all the goodness of what people's hearts are doing at that moment in time of conflict or crisis they were stepping in and so what i learned on the other side it's not so much our political leaders because i don't see them stepping in and doing the things they should be doing you know i what I think what I'm hap- what I'm seeing in my life right now is we do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Mm. And and you know so that's what I learned on the other side. So that's affected me. So when I go out and travel around the country, you know it's not about the red party, it's not about the blue party. It's what 
is your truth and what are you seeing and what is not right because on the other side there is no gay there is no there is no straight there is no black there is no white there is no rich there is no poor there is spirit and in that spirit what I learned on the other side is love and kindness and compassion and when I had my conversation with God an entity of fragments of energy if you will this being talking into my solar plexus and again i wasn't in physical form but it was as though this awakening that was happening to me and my consciousness showed me the truth and my purpose on the planet and i was given a choice to come back listen to this your audience every day is about a choice and i go back to the building do we step in or do we do nothing it's about a choice you know, do we vote or not vote? That's a choice. Do we listen to what the message is today or not? That's a choice. Everything is about a choice. And as we're swimming in this ocean of life these days, we have to ask ourselves, what am I doing or not doing? It's inventory time. In order for all of us to make a change on this planet, do your inventory first. What serves? Where do we shine? And where are we not shining? And don't beat yourself up. You know, if you're in a bad relationship, okay, how is this benefiting me? How does it serve in consciousness at this moment? Am, are we supporting each other? You know, how do I feel when I'm with this person? How do I feel when I'm away from this person? You know, those are the things that come to my mind. And so if we shift within, then if we are the light bearers that we are on this planet, then you affect your neighbor and you affect your friend and you affect the CVS clerk because you're being kind. Every day, my goal is, Marcy is every moment when I get up, I do a gratitude walk, and my job within that walk is to find a complete stranger and have a conversation with them and find something that is so appealing to me that I have to compliment. You know, I have to compliment that person just in a bit brief conversation. Find something positive, and your handoff to that person, that stranger, is make them feel great as they walk away. How did I influence that person today, and how do they influence me today? And if you've done something great, that's how you shift consciousness, one person mm. at a time. So that's how I, what I learned. It's amazing. The image that I got was like passing the baton in a relay. Absolutely. Um, so it's, I mean, that's so powerful. And it doesn't have to be a gratitude walk, right? It can be choosing in that moment, as we said earlier, you're speaking to the clerk at the grocery store, you're in the dry cleaners, you're here, you're there, choosing to be kind, choosing to smile, choosing to engage in conversation that's uplifting, choosing to feed the very energy that has the capacity to create more of what we want to experience. And absolutely, I am right on this, this race with you. So, um, Talk to well, me. Just real brief here. Yeah. And I want to say this to our, because, you know, your listening audience is a spiritually advanced audience, I would, I would suspect. And here's what I learned. You know, it's great to meditate. I love it. I do it. I take the time. I have a bus very busy world, but I do take the time for me to meditate every morning, my gratitude walk. That's how I connect to God, universe, spirit, divine spirit. But um, for me, uh, it's about... It is about the meditation, but the real homework assignment comes not on the on the top of the mountain and meditating in an own position and and you know and it's easy. That's a given. The real challenge is the real world. Sure. And and how we respond to the real world. And so you know, me and I must admit to your audience, you know, I tend to drive rather quickly on the freeway, <laughs> and uh, you know, and sometimes you know when you're in a hurry, I see 
you know, especially living outside of Los Angeles, I mean, my God, I mean, the truth of the matter is, you know, your spiritual homework begins in the steering wheel. Sure. You know, um, you know, your spiritual homework begins when someone flips you off. Are you responding back? It is a choice. So as I said, so living in higher consciousness is, is just as about meditating. I get that. But it's also being in the real world at CVS and at, the, at Home Depot and on the freeway uh, talking to the American Express service agent when there's a discrepancy on the bill and, and they're not nice to you. This is how we change consciousness. Before we react, go within. You don't know that person that you're speaking with has had a really bad day, and you may be the light that they need to hear that day. Think about that customer service. And call after call after call after call after call, you know, they're dealing with negativity. And so it becomes monotonous, and they're just used to the, to the negativity. You are that person that's being called at that moment to show kindness. Mm. It's not about the bill. It's about you and that person connecting. It's about the action, and it's about right. the willingness to come from your heart rather than your head. Yes, absolutely. So do you think, Peter, then, given the fact that there's such rampant addiction, and not just in this country, but it seems to be, um, oh my goodness, at a crescendo in this country, um, Mm. that that's part of the issue? Because what you're describing requires a certain awareness, right? It's, it's an awareness right in that moment. You know what? I don't have to react. I can be more proactive in creating what I want to extend from me. But with addiction, that awareness may not be present. So tell me what you think the issues are with this addiction issue being at such a crescendo, but also the ripple effects of it. Well, that's a tackle addiction. Um, first of all, my book, Key Master, I thank the AA community. Um, I had a friend that was in recovery, and he asked me to go to open meetings. Now, I'm not an alcoholic and drug addict. I, I, that's just not who I am. But I thought, hmm, this seems interesting. So I would go to all of his opening open meetings. In other words, for those who are not in the AA program, but they were allowed to go with their friends who were in AA, and there was kind of an open question forum that went on. And what I learned, and I think that has missing in our spiritual uh, process, um, the AA people have a fourth and eighth step. And that fourth step means um, we make amends to those people that we've hurt ourselves included. The eighth step goes into the fact that we make amends to those people we've hurt, and we make that phone call to that person and ask for forgiveness. And what I learned in that, how I applied that, 12-step program into my life. You can apply any 12-step program into your life. But what I learned is we all need to do an inventory here. Where am I short? You know, I think what we do as spiritual people, we kind of forget that we need to go off and, you know, this is where I'm failing. Maybe I procrastinate. Maybe I'm a mean, uh, drive fast in my car, or, or maybe I'm impatient, or, you know, maybe I'm in a relationship that's not supporting me. These are inventory issues that need to be addressed. And so what I do every year on the, on the, anniversary of my of my clinical death I go into power grids and I do my forgiveness letter this is where I didn't shine God please forgive me for and I also do my uh, how may I be of service this year for the planet show me my my steps within this next this next year and I'm willing to show up you see what I'm trying to say it's not about that we're failing as much as this is about cosmic maturity 
And as an awakens people on this planet, it is about cosmic maturity. You know, the job doesn't matter, the money doesn't matter, the relationship doesn't matter. Uh, you know, the, the even the acts that are that are not so positive don't matter. What matters, what I learn on the other side, is love kindness and compassion and to unite and these are the core ingredients i learned on the other side and what i'm seeing on the planet are we being kind to one another or are we going off to war what are we doing to our children in these detainment camps oh, God. you know what are we doing to our environment by allowing the the oil companies to to give them permission to 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 pour, to pour the chemical waste into the rivers and lakes you see this is an allowed negative behavior and so how are we doing something about this it goes back to a choice it begins with you and i doing our inventory doing our homework and they say so many people uh, where i've traveled on the country feel helpless what can i do you know what i believe in prayer i believed in collective consciousness come together you know i look at it this way if we go to a movie that we like an example like the titanic in 1992 with uh, leo dicaprio and and uh, Kate Winslet. For some reason, this movie caught on. And the reason being is collective consciousness got the movie concept because it had heart. The same thing with the movie The Help, the same thing with the movie Fried Green Tomatoes, the same thing with Driving This Daisy. These movies appeal to the heart consciousness. And so what I do is I go back to the heart consciousness. If we are seeing things on the political landscape that are not connected to heart consciousness, then there's something amok. So what do I do? I sent out to the universe, how may I be of service? Well, this year, I'm traveling all around the country, going into the South during the, uh, the midterm elections and doing my part to share what I know from the other side. Now, there are, I'm getting hate emails already coming into the South. But you know what? It's my job, my duty, my responsibility to walk through this conflict, to walk through the, the waters of chaos. And if there's one person in that audience in the South that gets my message, I've done my job. So we all contribute to this. You know, again, CVS, the Home Depot, in the car. That's how we spiritually awaken, how we awaken. So we go back to the political landscape. I think, you know, and I don't like to admit this, but what we're seeing is truth reality of our, our political landscape. And so we know these people are not going to help us. So it goes back to you and I. We kind of forget that we're the power here. Yes. They've just taken advantage of it. Right. And it's that's what seems to be on the surface, what seems to be holding all the space, but it isn't. Because what we're also seeing is, as as you were saying before, I mean, we're seeing everywhere, these pockets of light that are also just like laser beams in the night sky. And they're growing bigger and bigger and bigger because this is an opportunity for that to come forward. And there is awakening that is happening right now. Well, here's a good example. Um, you know, my book is selling you know, all throughout the East Coast, Canada, the West Coast, Australia, overseas, quite a bit, London. It's how you look at the landscape of where your book, the book Keymaster, is affecting consciousness. Where it's not affecting consciousness is in the South, which I find interesting. But what happened to me, I'm getting these people from Tennessee who are buying my book. I had a woman who is on a farm in an abusive relationship, and she bought the book. And in her review, she said to me, you know, your book saved my life. You know, mm. I'm in the middle of nowhere, you know, and needing someone to talk to. She said, so your book became my best friend. And it was your book, Keymaster, that enlightened me. And then someone else bought my book in Tennessee. And someone else bought my book in Tennessee. Guess where I'm going? Tennessee. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? The awakened yes. spirit of consciousness is bringing me to Tennessee. 
of all places. I'm going into the Carolinas, Chattanooga, Raleigh uh, and Durham and Charlotte, you know, North Carolina. You never know where spirit's going to bring you. And it's our job, our responsibility as a spiritually awakened consciousness to share our truth. And if one person listens to you, guess what? You've shifted the planet. Sure, because the ripple effects of that. Absolutely. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. And they just keep going. Tell me something. What do you think? um, There's also, you know, a a huge um, resurgence of the feminine energies, right? The feminine response to what's happening politically. Um, How do you think that that's influencing the shift or will influence the shift that is being called for? I go back to something very simple. Feminine consciousness is a kind consciousness. That's what I learned on the other side. So whether you're male or female, we all have the yin and the yang you know, uh, in, in us. But feminine consciousness means I'm just – and I'm talking to you women, and I want you to pay attention to this. You are the awakening of this planet right now. Century after century after century after century, women have been second-class citizens. You know, think about the vote given them in the 1900s. Think of where we are right now with health, uh, you know, with the health plans being taken away from women. Think about women being separated from their children. You know, so what's happening right now is we as a feminine consciousness are being awakened. And I think, you know, feminine consciousness is about What's the right thing to do? You know, I think of, you know, if we had a a female president, I think she would think rather strongly about sending her son off to war. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. I I think that women would really think very strongly about health issues for women and their right to choose. Do you see what I'm saying? So that's been taken away. That's been taken away with this current administration. So I think what's happening here, look at the, look, let's look at the conflict. We, I don't agree to it, but something has awakened here and look at the women that are coming forth. And I'm going to say something else for you young people who are out there and look at all these shootings going around within our political landscape and nothing's being done because of the NRA. I think this awakened consciousness of what I refer to in my book, Keymaster, this is the savior generation. It is the youth of this planet that are going to make a difference coupled with the women of this planet. It is now time for the youth and the women to come together and to shift consciousness that time is now. This is why 2018 is so important, and it's going to take us to 2022. Two zero two two two. Mm. Think about that. Two zero has no value, but two two two. This is the angel Michael, the archangel, and and Gabriel and Raphael calling to us to awaking now, and so we're being called, you know, to do something now within the awakening, and the awakening is the feminine consciousness. The, the kindness of this planet must be served, not the, 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 the egos of those who are greedy and those who don't care. You know, we see the conflict. It's almost like, you know, you know, the dark versus the light. What can we do? So we're seeing the truth, and so we must stop eagerly giving out power to those who so eagerly want to take it away from us. And it's up to you and I to make a difference. And we start within our neighborhoods. We start within our relationships and we start with our jobs. And we start with, if we are an example, I have so many people who are Reiki masters and and numerologists and uh, life coaches who come to me and they're afraid to, to, to give up and, and to, to, you know, I have to have a real job to support me with today's economy. Well, I get that, but you can take baby steps. And what I teach 
my, my, my people that come to me, love what you do until what you love comes along. It is an exchange of energy. So right now, if you're being supported by the check and you still want to serve, well, do both. I did. I wrote nine years, you know, uh, my book, Keymaster, uh, you know, at 430 in the morning. And I traveled, you know, that the many years extensively, you know, in the television film industry. And so I thought you have a choice here. Get up early and do your homework and then do your real job. And so I did both. And I balanced and I did it for nine years when it's right to show up in your life. The job that you're doing, but just dissipates, and what you really want to do shows up, and that's where you make a difference. When your time comes, it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. So don't wait till tomorrow. Do it today. First off, I have to just say thank you to you for showing up the way you do. It's an amazing, amazing outpouring of such love. But you brought up something, and it's actually been repeated a number of times in our conversation. And that is this taking action. And I think what we're also seeing right now, and I'd love to hear your opinion here, but there's a call to action that is something that may be uncomfortable to a lot of people. And the reason for that is, is that, you know, I think that we've sort of been lulled into this false sense of security, believing that the government, the institutions, um, and even those closest to us are somehow going to make it all happen. But I also think what's happening now is that we are being called as individuals because it's the individuals that obviously create the collective. But there's a shift that's being called for, and it is truly a shift of action. And to accept that those that we have put our trust in previously, expecting them to do the right thing, at this moment, they're not capable of doing it because willingness determines a capability. So we have to accept that, again, as we've brought up so many times in this conversation, this is now, and it's now for every single one of us. And if we could use you as a guide, right, and to say, you know what, maybe I can get up an hour earlier, a half hour earlier, how about 10 minutes earlier, just to project some light, some healing energy, um, just to anchor myself even in some solid energy of love before I go out into the world, but to understand how significant every small detail and step of willingness to change something in our own being is going to affect the entire world. Mm-hmm. For me, it's it's a very simple formula. Um, I start with peace, and I try to get to peace. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not challenged. It doesn't mean I don't have my arguments. It doesn't mean that I don't have my fears or my woes. I have all those things like everyone else. But I have learned that when I go to peace, today I ask for peace. Today I ask for peace. Today I ask for peace. If I'm putting that intention out to the universe, guess what? I'm going to get peace. Number two, I do a gratitude. One, I am thankful for those things I have currently right now. That sends out to the universe, 
send me more because he is grateful. And number three, my realities of people right now, especially with this political landscape, and not just here in the U.S., but all around the planet, is I have understood as a spiritual person, and I really tried – I tried to walk my talk. I'm not here to tell you that I'm – you know. 100, you know, uh, 50% all the time. And I have my moments. We all have our moments. But what I've learned to understand is that as enlightened beings, we operate with a 250 watt, what I call Christ consciousness, when we are spiritually in tune with gratitude and peace and harmony and kindness and love and to help this planet. That's a given. That's who we are as, as uh, awakened citizens on this planet. But for me, what I've learned to understand is I look at it this way 250 watts of, of Christ consciousness. Buddha consciousness, the avatar consciousness, the Hopi Indian consciousness, those teachings have been passed down century after century after century. But what I've learned is that there is a 25-watt consciousness as well. And that 25-watt consciousness still is, is a fraction of light, not 250 watts of, of, of consciousness, and certainly not a bright light. And so what I've learned is that when you plug in a 25-watt light bulb into the wall socket, you're only going to get 25 watts of light. It's not going to shine at 250 watts of, of light. We have to accept that, meaning our political landscape. They're doing what they're doing as low wattage as they can, and we are accepting that. But I think we are do better than that because we are the 250 watts of light energy on this planet, and we need to regain our light back. Right. And so for me, it's I start with me. I go back to daily. I go back to daily. What can I do today? God, show me what you want me to do. I start with the stranger. I start with my gratitude walk. I thank and bless the universe for the for the for the bookings. I bless the audience who comes and listen to me. When the lit agents and the publishers said no one will ever come listen to you about numerology, and you know I used to stutter and I was scared to go on stage and talk. I no longer stutter. <laughs> so you know, so I have to understand that for some reason God's giving me the podium. We're all given the podium daily. You know, it's about our choice. Where do we show up? And stop giving your power away to those who are so eager to take it away from you. And that does include certain relationships. So yes, as I it said, so it, you have to do an inventory, that fourth step, that eighth step for you who are in AA, really attuned to that. And then I said, once you start making those changes, then your magic wand begins to work. And all of a sudden, your life shows up, and your people show up, and your, your heart connections show up, and your perfect relationship shows up, and the abundance shows up. And so it's a simple shift that requires a lot of homework. So perfectly said. And what an incredibly clear blueprint roadmap you have laid out for us. And I am confident that everyone listening to this interview is going to leave feeling not only enriched, but I think also hopeful hopeful for themselves. I think that you have inspired us in ways that none of us could have imagined. And you inspire us not just with your words, Peter, although they're so beautiful. And I have to tell you a couple of times, I could just feel my heart like beaming out. Um, but also, so inspirational in that you've given us advice in terms of how to actually take action. And so I just want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for showing up the way you do in this world and for being willing to speak, um, being willing to put yourself out there to say what truly comes forward in your heart and, and to walk that talk. Um, we know that somehow that 
is a challenge at times. And um, you're just doing such a fantastic job. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Well, I'm going to say something to your listening audience. You know, stop listening to the experts. Listen to truth. Listen to mm-hmm. your heart. Listen to your, your, your intuition. Your, your, your inner truth does not lie to you. And so I go back to when I was in the hospital. They could not help me out. You know, the near-death experience, what I learned years later was it was like I was, you know, kind of born again. I had a new body. I had I, I was given a second chance. You know, I'm not supposed to be here. I lost my vision. I, I couldn't walk. Uh, I stayed at eight, nine pounds. And the medicines they were giving me, the inexplicable reactions I had, they couldn't help. So it was me that had to become proactive. So by all means... You know, the expert said, you know, when I was in the working as a freelance human consultant, when you can't go and work on the series sightings, well, it was the best thing that happened to me. You can't write a book. You know, they're not going to come and listen. And the lit agents and the publishers, the negative letters I got about feminine consciousness and numerology were just brutal. You make a choice because it's the right thing to do. And when it's time for your flower to bloom, shine, 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 because it is now your time. Oh, my God. There's a whole huge group of people who are shining on right now, and I'm so happy. I, I'm so happy that you were here today. And Thank you. the ripple effects of this, nothing but light. Thank you so much, Peter. I can't Thank wait you. for you to come back again and again Thank and you. again and again. <laughs> well, I, you know what? As I said, you know, it's funny. We just talk and yeah. we get each other. Yeah. And this authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that is what's missing from this planet today. And you know in your heart listening audience, you can see the connection that Marcy and I have today. This is real. This is Marcy and I having a conversation. This is us having a powwow. And this is what we need to listen to. We need to be inspired, not by me or Marcy, but by ourselves. You are that tidal wave of consciousness. You are that love that's needed on this planet now. We are here to reshape the whole planet now. We are to bring the world of peace now. It's our job as light consciousness to shift now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And thank you for listening. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And by all means, if any of you have any comments, any questions, um, anything at all that you would like to share, how you were inspired, what it brought up in you, please leave them below. And if you would like to reach out to Peter, Peter, how do they best reach you, especially well, when you're all over the place? Well, I'm traveling is it all over you know, the, 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 the West Coast, and then I'm going to Maui and the Hawaiian Islands, and I head to the deep, deep, deep south and Virginia Beach next year and back to San Francisco um, this year. Um, but go to my uh, website, www.theaccidentalprofit.com. My book, Key Master, is on Amazon. I have a five-star rating to this day. have been in twice the top 100 books. Um, you know, the book is selling because people are getting it now. I suggest to all of you, if you want to see how to go from conflict and from zero to 60, um, the book Key Master shows you how to do that. You know, $3 on, on Nook, $3 on Kindle, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, it's worth the read because it'll show you how you go with, with virtually from zero to 60 and to make the change in your life that we all are looking for. So that's how you reach me. The Fantastic. Profit and Key Master on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Wonderful. And of course, you can reach me at um, heartshiftcoach.com. And both Peter and I would love to hear from you. 
So have a wonderful day or evening whenever you're listening to this. And, and just know that we're really here for you. Um, and we're here because we really understand we're all in this together. And um, God, the opportunities that are given to us by meeting in places like this are the opportunities to bless the entire world. So thank you so, so very much. And I look forward to next time. Bye-bye.